Hello everyone and welcome back to the 343 Football Podcast. It's your host Jaffa and I'm joined once again by Daud. Hello. Ali. Hi. And we're replacing Qadema today with Dan. Hello. Hi Dan. So we've we've had Dan on a few times and today with the Euros kicking off and we had England against Scotland, we thought it would be the perfect time to bring him back. So usually we do a trivia segment but since it's the Euros we're going to go a little bit different today and just dive straight into the football. Obviously this match was widely anticipated when the groups were set. We all know about England's history with Croatia, so that was a highly anticipated game. But come on, this is—is is this the oldest fixture in football? England against Scotland, I believe it is. Yeah, oldest rivalry. Did, yeah. Did, yeah. Did Scotland and England used to have this uh, pack where you used to have to play each other every year? Yeah, yeah, it used to be friendly, but then I think um, th- there used to be a lot of crowd trouble, so ah. then they suspended it for a while. But then they've tried to bring it back in recent years. And then be good. Yeah, so I mean, that, that's been talked about, like people want it back because of the intensity of the game. So we'll, we'll get into the game. You kind of hoped that there would be goals, but it, for a nil-nil it was pretty watchable. Uh, and I'd like to get the Scottish perspective first. Um, obviously, everyone knows that Scotland are the underdogs in this fixture, but they, mm. I think they acquitted themselves well. How, what was your thoughts after the 90 minutes? Yeah, I mean, I was very pleased um, with the draw. I think it felt like a win for many Scots, and I think it felt like a loss <laughs> for the English, which extra nice um i mean the scottish mentality we're used to getting written off by the english and um, by them looking down on us you know showing gazas goal in 96 on repeat for <laughs> infinity uh, and so it feels good to you know really show that we do have a decent team okay we're not world beaters but you know we've got mctominay in there we've got mcginn in there we've got robertson we've got tierney yeah i know and, and a host of other names uh, and we're not just a bunch of farmers up there. You know, we no, can play football too. I mean, to be honest with you, when I looked at the Scotland eleven, obviously there's quite there's some notable names in there that are starting week in week out for top Premier League sides. But does it not feel like it's more the defence in the midfield that have got the numbers and up front a little bit light? Like Che Adams isn't too bad, but Lyndon Dykes. Che Adams um, is English, um, just to put that in there. Yeah, yeah we're going to skip that discussion because okay, he's playing for Scotland right now. But what, what's your thoughts on the you know the forward options? Scotland? Yeah, I mean we are very light at the moment, which is why we've had to go searching. I mean Dykes is born in Australia. If yeah. I don't know if you knew that as well. <laughs> so, um, but I tell you what, he's made for international football. He wins so many headers. Mm. Like he's just a big presence up front, and I think it's it suits Shea Adams down to the ground because he's you know nippy quick. And it, it, it's got quite a good dynamic there, you yeah. know, someone to knock down the ball, someone to hopefully go on. I mean, not that we've scored yet, these Euros, <laughs> um, has to be said, but, you know, our striking option is a lot better than, say, McBurney uh, and, uh, you know, whoever else we'd have to yeah. call on, which is pretty slim pickings. I think McBurney's stock is at an all-time low, considering the season he's just had. But yep. uh, we'll, we'll get into the game. Ali, when you watched it, uh, do you, this is my impression. I feel like that Steve Clark Scotland although not as talented as Gareth Southgate's England, I feel like their tactical preparation and what they implemented in, on the pitch, even though I would root for England, I was I was more impressed by the Scottish after that match, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, no, I totally agree with that, but you can't just give credit to Steve Clark. you got to give credit to the man, the myth, the legend, John Carver. Let's give that guy some credit, man. How is he there, man? He's the best coach in the world. Come on, let's be honest. In the league, right? sorry. Give that guy credit. Yeah. You know, he was, he was under the great Sir Bobby Robson, you know. He's brought some experience to the Scottish team. And look look what he's doing. You know, he's working he's making he's working wonders. <laughs> I'm I'm being serious. Such so. a Geordie perspective. Makes, that makes right sense there. You know, that they didn't score any goals then. 
Because <laughs> hardly scored yeah, any exactly. when he was Newcastle. I mean, an understated element of this fixture is that you had a Newcastle coach on either side, obviously formerly John Carver with Newcastle, and Graham Jones is part of the England setup at the moment, oh, yeah. where he's been taking credit for all of the wins that we had at the end of the season, where no one's given any to Bruce, including myself, I should add. But, um, yeah, I mean, has, has John Carver actually had an impact? To ask a serious question, has he actually had an impact, or is it just a bit of a meme? Uh, I mean, I would, I would tend to... Um, you know, lay it more at Steve Clark's feet. Yeah. I mean, obviously, because he's quite a background character. You know, in Newcastle, he was quite bombastic. He was out there, you yeah. know, yeah, oh, I'd die for this club type thing. But in Scotland, he's far more of a, a backseat. So maybe behind the scenes, he's the guy pulling the strings. But uh, I think he's, he's he wants to be less in the limelight. You know, I think he's aware of yeah. his memeable status, shall we say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, sure. on, to, on to how England played, though. <clears throat> More thoughts on on, on it, Ali. Um, what did you think? Did you think? What did you think of the centre defensive mids? Actually, no, that's been a big talking point. So it was Rice and Phillips, yeah. Just think of which mugs yeah. were in our midfield. <laughs> it was Rice it's and literally was only been Rice and Phillips. Call yourself uh, an, an England fan. Well, uh, <laughs> look, I was getting roasted by my missus. Like I don't need this shit oh, off anyone else. Love it, man. Like. <laughs> She's Scottish, so you know when this was happening? She was just there winding me up. So you don't understand how pissed off I was, you know. England were all over the place, you know, for for the standards they set themselves as well. Because there's a lot of hype going because it's a Wembley, it's coming home, blah, blah, blah. I wish, I wish they were a bit all over the place. Bro. They were too solid. They were so solid. They could not. They could only go bro, back and forth. They weren't solid, bro. They were liquids. <laughs> they, were li- they were literally too solid. They, they, it was so rigid. It was such a rigid performance. Uh, imagine that telling your fullbacks just, leaky go, at the just back. go, just go forward and then pass it back. Oh, bro, they were leaky, man. They were so leaky. No, I think every team in a match has a fair few chances. Scotland had their fair few. Mm-hmm. Nothing Scotland special. Had be- the better chances. They had better chances. Exactly. That's even more. Uh, what is Scotland we're talking about? Like, yeah, like, uh, Scotland don't, don't have a ba- don't have us. don't have a re- that bad of a team that people keep writing Bro, them off. I, I know that. I yes, know they have Keane. I know they have Robertson. Yes, I know they have Mickey. The third, I know they have um, McGregor. I know they have worst in I know, the uh, competition. Sorry, Dan. Look, look. Um, I know that, bro. I know that. But what I'm saying is, England have the better quality. Yes. The, the coach has been there for longer. So Southgate was there for the 2018 World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Bruce came in a bit. No, no, Bruce. But I think that Steve Clark's Steve yeah. Clark's CV. Forget Scotland. Like what he's done with Kilmarnock, what he did with West Brom, and his yeah, well, he slapped yeah. up Liverpool in his debut, He's, man. Don't like, mind me. If you just sort of line them up, manager for manager, you'd take Steve Clark, wouldn't you? If you were like thinking about hundred percent, again, one hundred percent. Like uh, if it, instead of Southgate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, comparing uh, the two. No. Southgate's done far less in, in the He's game. He's done far less, bro. But, all um, he did the was type pr- of football promote Steve... scores and marks and Spencers. <laughs> <laughs> the type of football Steve Clark did. promotes. Uh, I wouldn't want that with the, oh, the t- I think type it's of a very team. Brand of football. With the type of team that we've got, we, we need something new. Did, we need did you something. Watch your first game against Czech Republic when Robertson was bombing down down a wing. <clears throat> Scotland played some good football against yeah, Czech Republic. I mean, Come don't on. get me wrong, they, they play they play decent football, like uh, not great uh, football, for for for, yeah. for what for what the you guys uh, have for your team, but for what we have, um, you know, it's it's a night where England failed, not Scotland did better, in my personal opinion. Uh, I'm not trying to take away anything nah, from give, Scotland. I give I've, I give credit to Scotland. Credit credit to the few chances that you did make. Um, credit to um, um, you see, I was just about to say credit to you guys uh, cancelling out our midfield. 
we did not have a midfield because our centre defensive mids were too deep and then our forwards were too forward. Mm. And then uh, they they lacked that space in between where um, Billy Gilmore great in the show. Yeah, he was, he was really good. McGinn, class. Uh, I hate the guy, but class. Um, Why do you hate McGinn? I, I just he's think got a very provocative uh, style of play. He's just nibbling yeah. at every player. He's yeah. he, it's yeah. not even that. It's he's the type of guy that if he's in your team, you're never gonna hit him. He's got. He's playing against him. He's got a hateful yeah, face yeah, yeah. as well. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, O'Donnell was playing really good. Robertson was, you know, class st- standard. Rob Robertson. Do you know what I mean? Very very solid. Um, the thing is that Calvin Phillips in the first game uh, against Croatia was doing a great job by pushing up forward, mm. marauding, being a box to box, and Rice was further uh, back. Whereas this time, they were both hugging each other. They were literally they couldn't get them apart. I think that in in terms of England's performance. It was also about urgency. Like, you've got your eleven players, you've got your tactical setup, but the intensity that you play at will say a lot. Scotland were fighting for everything, and England 100%. was so laborious. Like every time, like Scotland was so happy because when England would receive the ball in general build-up, if Scotland had just attacked, they had so much time to bring everyone yeah. back. Like mm-hmm. England weren't thinking about, oh, let me do a quick switch of play. Their fullbacks just bombed forward. Like it, it was so easy for Scotland to set back into shape what? and defend everything that England. Who was yeah, our only player that was doing that? Who was our only player that was actually changing up? Who, who had some um, who had some urgency to him? Who Forden. would you say? Foden. And he got subbed off. See, the, the Mason Foden Mount. Sub, the the Foden sub, yes, it wasn't popular, and I wouldn't have taken him off. But pe- people always hang on to like an unpopular, sorry, an unpopular substitution as if that was the story of the game. No, but no. The whole England yeah. performance was just bad. Like for me, he apparently came out that apparently Southgate instructed uh, Shaw and James not to overlap. Okay. So you're changing your fullback pairing from the previous game, so they're going to be fresher, and you're telling them not to overlap. Yeah. Where do, where do you expect to create oh, chances wow. from? Especially because Reese James and Luke Shaw both pretty decent going forward. Oh yeah. They're not elite. They're not like Cafu of the days gone by. Yeah, yeah. But they're they're pretty good, and you put them in the pitch just to contain. Like. Well, especially if you're going to play CDMs like that. If you're going to play them deep, okay, get them to cover the fullbacks then, and get mm. the fullbacks to 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 Go overlap forward. and yeah, actually. Sure. Uh, uh, but. It just didn't make sense. It's, it was just it was it was like they were playing for a point. It was like they didn't want to commit to anybody. Yeah. Um. They didn't do enough subs to to um keep a lot of players fit and uh, injury free. It, you know, I just it I was didn't flat. Understand. It was just really flat. I was quite shocked. You know, from the Scotland perspective, I was like, you know, England got this fast, dynamic team. You know, you've got Sterling, Rashford came on later. I mean, Kane looked anonymous. Yeah. I barely knew he was on and the panel. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You know, um what what I'm shocked with is the lack of experience on the pitch as well. Like Kane was really the only main, you know, main senior player. Mm. What Sterling? Bro, bro, that dinosaur, you you kidding me? You see T Rex. <laughs> Man, there was a Reese James was next to him and like he couldn't pass to him, it was like just Pass to the guy, bro. Like just. Oh, pass the amount of times, man. Uh, amount of times I've said that on the TV. I was like, just pass the ball. Oh, cross it, cross it. Like, like, like do you know what I mean? Like, Raheem Sterling's a good player, and and he's got he's got good ability, but he's an athlete, and it seems like he has to have a coach to coach him. Like, not coach him, but like he does have the, the ta- tactical now, like announce to like actually go for and do something himself and create something. I disagree. Do you guys think the the Dortmund boys should be in the team? Sancho, Sancho, yes. Yeah. Oh Sancho, that's, I was that's praying a guy needed. for Bellingham to yeah. come on just for one of the uh, midfielders. Even if he uh, took the position of Mount, he would have at least um, started to make some more runs or uh, you know have have the ball in the area of the pitch just in front of the, uh, Scotland's box to try and make something happen. Um, 
Yeah, uh, and Sancho, I have no idea why that guy hasn't even started or even yeah. been subbed on yet. Do you think it's got to do the Man United transfer? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Well, why isn't Harry Kane? Then? I think the, Harry, Harry Kane's got a hundred million It doesn't good seem like he trusts uh, uh, Sancho at the moment. The so thing is, Sancho's so yeah. fearless. Yeah. So when you when you, when you see him on the ball, he, like you you get wide and he'll actually go past players. Well, he was still, a bit. Still he, wasn't doing that. He was a bit hit, uh, hot and cold this se- uh, this season, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, but that's because of the transfer rumours and there's a lot going on there. But I think he mostly had a great season. He had a great season though. That's the other thing. He had a great season for what it was. Well, every game, but he, it's not mm. like he had like a below par campaign, oh, you know. Oh, definitely not. I mean, you look at you, you look at the ability Bellingham's got. It's unbelievable. I mean, like, he, play he him. well, yeah. Bellingham should play because he's a f- he's he played classic uh, against in uh, the Croatia game. He's actually every single uh, match I've seen him play for England. He's, he's been absolutely class. Sterling should come off. Sancho should play just to add something different. Because it's not working. Yeah, you need different dimensions. Just think about it, Southgate. What are you, what are you even saying? I didn't even see him be animated on the on the sideline. The guy just was um, uh, arms yeah. crossed, just so I think that pacing back and forth. Part of Southgate's probably maybe like calmness and lack of panicking. It's probably because of the shape of the group. Like, yeah, that was a pretty bad form for England. But let's let's look at the group. So you've got uh, Czech Republic and England in the first two spots, both on four points. And then Croatia in third and Scotland fourth, both on one point. So I feel like it's going to be something disastrous for England not to qualify well, the next round, especially because of the best third place team. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. that, that's like another assurance point for them. Yeah. But I want to talk about Scotland's chances of progressing. So the last game will be against Croatia, far mm. from easy. Yeah. Do you feel like Scotland's biggest regret is how they didn't get anything from the Czech Republic game so far, rather than that, that draw against that England? a lucky game for Scotland, man. Yeah, lucky. I mean, I think there was too much overconfidence going into that Czech Republic game. I think we thought, oh, we'll, we'll beat them and then it's on to England. The focus was already on the England mm. game. So the national mood was that. actually that they were confident against the Czech. Yeah, yeah. It oh. was it was that almost that game's a given. We're going into the England game. We'll mm. see what we can get from that, which I think was foolish. Yeah, and I'm surprised by that, to be honest. I think that the Czechs took their chances. We didn't. Mm. Obviously, yeah, Marshall was made to look like Schick. a mug. Schick. Um, Schick's goal, man. That's, that's yeah. goal, that, you'll never get that, that goal again, by the way. Yeah, that's just I mean, crazy. and it was a great shot. Um, but... I think that has sobered up the Scotland team, mm. brought them back down to earth, and I think with that England performance, that's something to build on. And Croatia aren't the same Croatia that they were. Dan, they Dan, got to the final. The issue I have a is of years ago. Your, that the best player against England was Gilmore. Gilmore. Mm-hmm. He's tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Is that like, is he the only one out for Scotland? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's him, Mount. No, it's him, no, Mount, and Joe. So the other lads are the England lads. Yeah, yes. two England lads. So <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's a Chelsea guys. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, freaking yeah. Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, like, like you look at the mid, world class midfield Croatia have. How can Scotland break that down? I don't know well, world class, by the way. Uh, it's a good midfield, and it's yeah. better than Scotland, especially that Gilmore. But yeah. I think that if my if I was a Scottish player or a Scottish fan. I would go into that game thinking we have to win this. Like I wouldn't think, oh, I'm scared of Croatia. Like, yeah, no, no, I get, I, I get that, but you have to be realistic as well. Like Croatia aren't aren't some bum team. They were the yeah, World Cup finalists. They're not bums, but they are on a decline. I yeah. would say no, lots I, of I players are coming that, to the end of their. I think the they're not is, playing with the same confidence. Does Scotland without Gilmore have enough to contain Modric? That's, that's, that's he's, he's still on top that's of his question. game I mean I think yeah. if you've got McTominay and McGinn there and I think centre mid is actually our strongest position so if we're mm. going to lose a player from any position I'd probably pick centre mid mm. I mean obviously I want Gilmore to be there in an ideal world but I think 
I'm confident we have enough depth in so that is position. So is the plan to... Because uh, I think... Was McTominay not part of a back three? Yeah, he was. Initially, so. um, part of the back three. Yeah, yeah he, he, he gave me part of both. No, no, but I mean in the first couple of games, did he play as part of a back three? He played in defence I, I, I think he, he did before. He, yeah, he's played midfield at the Euros, but mm. in, in you know in qualifying, he's played centre-mid yeah. and stuff, oh, right. which I'm glad he doesn't anymore. So what's the reshuffle going to be? Like, what, what would you anticipate the change to the lineup to be for Croatia? Um, I mean, maybe you bring in Armstrong for a bit mm. of an attacking uh, threat. Yeah, uh, and I mean you've already got that defensiveness with McTominay. It's who you, you pair with him, whether you go more defensive or whether you keep McGinn in centre mid, as because he yeah. likes to push on. I mean he he does a bit. He's more box to box, but he he, he does like to get forward. So yeah, but he's not creative or anything. If you're gonna play him like in a calm position, he's he's not the guy, is he? But then well, are you guys even going to play? McGregor there, though. McGregor, Christie. Well, he, he's been playing all the time. Yeah. No, no, I'm just saying, McGregor, like, yeah. like, because you're playing free, free midfield, obviously you've got your wing backs and you've got your free at the back. Yeah. So who's going to be playing your attacking midfield role? That's yeah, well, well, Christie in that case, because yeah. yeah. McGregor's more defensive and he's had a pretty poor season for Celtic. Um, <laughs> you have to get that so, in there, so, uh, you? Christ, you have to get that in there. Christie, he wants a move, you know, to a bigger, better club as well. Uh, so I think... He, he might be going to Burnley. Oh dear! I, I know. Don't, I don't, I don't, shouts, uh, for Ryan Fraser to play. Um, he's more of an impact off the bench. I like him. Mm. I like him. If he was playing more regularly for Newcastle, I think he would yeah. have been in with more of a shout. He's a good player. There's a yeah. good player in there, but we tend to not play so much with wingers yeah. at the moment, which is what what the problem is. But I think seventy minutes to go, we need a goal. Yeah, Fraser. I, I was expecting to see him off the bench against England, but obviously he never came on. Yeah. As a Newcastle fan, he was probably the transfer I was most excited about last summer. Mm-hmm. Especially, like I think he had 14 assists in one season for Bournemouth, which yeah. is, it was crazy good. Yeah. And it's just not worked out. I don't know yeah. whether it's him, Bruce, the environment, but so far yeah. it's not working out. I know, it's a real shame. He was once linked with Arsenal and stuff as well, wasn't he? Yeah, so so he's, he's got the stagnating. There's, there's no doubt about that. So we'll, we'll wrap up the discussion about this group with getting a prediction for, I mean, England against... Um, uh, the Czech Republic is probably not going to be too significant, so let's just predict Scotland again. When you say that, but I'm worried, you know. I'm worried. Really? No, England yeah. will be fine. No, not by the way, not in terms of losing that game or winning that game. I just think they'll progress because they've got four points on the board already. Like mm. they're in a healthy position. Yeah. But let's let's get some predictions in. So I'm gonna go, and I know this probably won't really help the Scots too much, but I'm gonna go for a draw, a one-one draw. That's what I was about to say. One-one draw. Really? Keep it yeah. safe. And that's I think it. Croatia one 0 Oh. I'm going to go 2 0 Scotland, home two advantage. Nil. Home advantage, we're going for it. Oh, yeah, and Hamden Cro- Block. Yeah, exactly. Um, <coughs> Croatia right. on the down. So that'll be probably one of the best last uh, group matches, to be honest, to look out for. It's uh, so happening tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yep. It That's is it. indeed, and that will be yeah, eight, 8 o'clock, o'clock kickoff. So we can't wait for that one. So we'll we'll keep the discussions onto the Euros. I want to get your take so far on what we've seen. So obviously, the group stage hasn't quite wrapped up. So, you know, these are just early opinions, but. Which team has been the biggest overperformer for you so far? Who's surprised about how well they've played? Netherlands. Oh, Netherlands. Okay, really. It's quite an interesting shout because they're they're not like a small name, are they, in the football world? No, but they didn't qualify for last World Cup, did they? Or the last Euros? I think yeah, they missed the last two tournaments. Yeah, that's what I'm mm. saying. Yeah. And then the injury with Van Dijk, I was thinking, mm, can 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 they do all right? Well, it's it's a group stages. They yeah, had yeah. some obviously weak teams in there and. Wayne Aldam actually impressed me. I'm not being biased or anything. He actually generally interests. Yeah, like he always plays me. well for you know, Holland. I think yeah, I, yeah, he does. Like, I enjoy his performances more for the Netherlands than I do for Liverpool. Yeah, man, same. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I totally agree. It's with that. more of a maverick role, isn't it? Like he's actually tying. the Plus, he's the captain yeah. because of Van Dijk's injured, so he's got. You know, he wears the heart on his sleeve when he's representing the Netherlands, yeah. and that's it. You also, know? I think another underrated aspect of the Netherlands' performances is the fact that they lost Komen unexpectedly to Barcelona. 
and they, they had a decent groove with him. Mm-hmm. Like they they sort of rediscovered their touch with him. And now Frank De who famously I think had seven games for Palace, lost them all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's quite it's quite an interesting, isn't it, acclamation that they got De Boer in and still playing this well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think teams like the Netherlands are always a conveyor belt of of quality. Yeah. You know, so okay, they'll have a few turns where they're off, but you trust their youth system. They trust, you know, they 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 develop strongly domestically through yeah. Ajax and PSV and all these teams. So I think it was only a matter of time to, for them to then come to the top. They like bounce yeah. back up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then you've got your Delichts, and you know they just always have good young talent. And Depay is playing the best football of his career. You yeah. know, uh, oh, from yeah. from being obscure at Man United to <laughs> going to the French league and and now securing a move to Barca. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One of the teams I'll chat out is Sweden. Because I feel like being mm. in a group of Slovakia, Spain and Poland, Spain is the obvious favourite, but the other three, it's anyone's. And I think they're the ones who've taken the initiative to control that group. Uh, Alexander Isak oh. looks like a great player. Absolutely class. Like, I don't know why Dortmund... Yeah, do, he Dortmund looks amazing. Them. I really don't yeah. get that. Was he like the best young player in, in League, league One? Uh, uh, I think it was in the Spanish League. Spanish League, sorry. Yeah, for yeah. Sociedad. I think, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just love a player who sort of <laughs> thinks they're like prime Brazilian Ronaldo. He isn't exactly a scrub, but he's playing really like, you know, when the, the striker takes it upon himself to take all those quick touches, dribble mm. into dangerous positions. And uh, th- there was a really good save from Dubravka that denied him what would have been one of the goals of the tournament. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys uh, caught the highlights of the Sweden-Slovakia game or watched that one. So for me, it's, it's an impressive team. Uh, obviously, there's still another game to go, but I think they'll qualify. They're on four points. Slovakia are on three. What Spain impresses me the most with Sweden is, obviously, Zlatan was going to be there. And yeah. he got injured and then, you know... Sweden could have took that the wrong way and, you know, Nico went in well, the tournament with no confidence, let's yeah. be honest. Well, didn't didn't he get um, shunned out uh, in the last competition anyways? The World or Cup, no, gonna, no, no. He, he wasn't going to play he, or something he, like he that. He didn't want to play. That's, that's yeah. out of his own, own ego, yeah. but then, you yeah. know, he's coming back, he was, he's crying at a press conference and he got emotional and, you know, yeah. you know he's, he's ready to come back, you know. And is, he, is, he, is he, can he still come back? Is no he, man, he's done. My, my guy's done, man. He ain't making the Euros, man. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the one story man, I, that I didn't a, follow. That I have one. a better chance of making the Euros. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll keep. We're on not even um, for Scotland, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep on to the teams that have done well. Obviously, this is not an overperformer. But what's your thoughts on the Italians so far? That's what I was gonna say. Italy have uh, surprised yeah. me. They've played a lot better. Um, uh, out of all the games that I've seen, um, all the matches that they've played have been convincing wins. Yes, the first game against Turkey, I was a bit like, well, actually, they're not playing that great. Uh, yeah, the second half started and they turned it back up. Um, they showed why, what, the 30 games unbeaten now. Um, their, their their team is is just gelling. They know what they talk, they know what, how they want to play. They know how to play. That's the difference as well. Um, yeah, and having Belotti... Um, and uh, Immobile, uh, and you know, as your two strikers, and they're both ha- more than happy to share the t- uh, playing time. Yeah. That's that's great. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you usually have strikers that want to. Like, there's only one talisman striker. Yeah. But they're they're they're, te- they're playing for each other. They they're playing amazingly. Yeah. Um, I read yeah. a comment that said uh, Mancini is easily the best quality coach at the Euros. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, I don't think there's any coach that rivals mm. his CV at the Euros. To be I'm honest, just think, I'm just thinking about right now the other coaches. Oh, J- well, uh, did he? Um, uh, did he? Deschamps. Deschamps and Joachim Lowe. Yeah, yeah. But I think he's the only agree, one who's sort of done yeah, it. Yeah, Manchini. Yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd agree with that. I just had to go- have a good think of it. I was thinking yeah. which mugs are the coaches. He's definitely the, the most stylish. Uh, yeah, stylish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, stylish. <laughs> what? Uh, he's, he, what do you think of Locatelli's? Or 
Like because oh. when, when I saw them play for AC Milan years ago and they won like a, a Copa Super Italian or whatever it's called, <laughs> like like he, he played really well in that like that game. This is 2016 or something. Yeah, he's one of those players. Like, like, and I don't know why yeah. Sassuolo like like was it a free transfer? I, mm. I don't even know. I, I think he's one of the players who, when they burst onto the scene, everyone's hyped about him. Everyone's signing him on FM. Everyone's playing with him. I signed him on FIFA. So lights. the years roll by and he sort of like fades. His reputation fades, but he, he's still a solid player like that. I think, was it against uh, the Swiss where he did the first time pass across to the flank, followed up yeah. the run and got the tap in? My yeah, G. Yeah. That, was, that was fantastic. My G. I think that was probably one of my favourite goals of the Euro so far. It wasn't I, a banger by any stretch. I think certain players, when they play for the national team, play at a higher level. Yeah. yeah. He's one of those guys that is definitely showing that he is. Yeah, no, I agree. There's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic one. Players are just normal for their clubs. And as soon as it comes time to put on that national jersey, yeah, they're playing amazing. Playing absolutely amazing. Out their their hearts in the sleeve. Vargas for Chile is another one. Oh. You never see. Oh, did you hear the rumors with Chile? They brought prostitutes back to the hotel, and then oh, what's happened is they brought COVID protocols. So I don't know what's going to go on. Mm. Oh no it's way! It's a shame for Ben Brereton. Not, not because uh, born of the ethical <laughs> reasons. <laughs> should be. Oh, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I, I tell you what. Um, maybe bringing it back to the Euros. Uh, I think Wales should be part of the conversation for overachieving. Fuck Wales. 100%, nah. look, look, I don't like Wales. Right? Fuck this Wales. Is not, we I, don't like Wales. I, I don't like them. But, but. I mean, they're finishing second in a group with with uh, Switzerland, Turkey. I'd have hundred percent put Wales to be bottom of that group. Mm. I know really? they've got Bale, mm. but th- so something Man, about got legend Nico Williams. I'm playing yeah, up, bro. But, but <laughs> individually, the sum of their parts when they come together, they become a good team. But yeah. individually, they're rubbish. Like yeah. I mean, what they've got Danny Ward. He's like reserve goalkeeper for Leicester. Yeah, yeah. playing Whoa, out of my his guy's skin. Yeah, Keeper Moore. Keeper Moore. Moore. Yeah, Yeah, what, some some striker for Cardiff? Like, I I have to Google half these guys on the pitch. Connor Roberts, I didn't know who you played for, but he's, (laughs) like, scoring goals, getting assists and stuff. Luton Town? Yeah, exactly. I I actually had to look. I was like, who the hell is the Morel? Can you give credit to Ryan Giggs here or not, though? Nah, well, I don't I mean, want to bring no. that guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's not bring that guy. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Sticking on to Wales, though, I think that's a, one of the best shouts because the, you know what they feel like to me. They play like that underdog mentality of a club team that's just been newly promoted to their league, and they want to make every away day for the big teams really tough. Mm. And that camaraderie that they've got, you're right. They definitely play better than some of their parts. Can you see them like? Because in Euro 2016, that was already a fairy tale run. Did, yeah. did they reach? The, was it the quarters or the semis? Se- semi final. Semis, yeah. So yeah. it's. Rocks I'm going to ask you a question, but I think vibes. the answer is no. Can they reach the semis again? No. I mean, they're Can getting they through. I don't know. Everyone keeps writing them off, and mm. they're a tricky team to play. Uh, I think they know how they they play, and they they know they just play that kind of international football way. I think yeah. some trying to play, some try and play like the club team but with a bunch of strangers, but they just have that unity and, you yeah, know. Yeah, that sounds like England. England play with, like, yeah, they can't like play not like a club of strangers. Wales are a lot more organised. Yeah. I, I get that, I get that. Yeah, yeah like Joe Allen's still playing. Man, I know. Oh, I Welsh mean, Pirlo. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. People like that. You're I like, mean, don't diss Joe Allen. Oh, my God. How No, but, like, like they're, they're playing a lot better than they, they, than they should. Um, yes. That's yes. The, that's the difference. You know, as you've sold, you sold it to me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Wales are actually doing a lot better than. So we'll um, we've given the good teams their props. Now let's give the bad teams their chops because yeah. for me, the biggest underachiever Turkey. has to be Turkey. Yeah. yeah. Not only for okay. me, it's Spain. Spain. Well, we'll get into each uh, nomination. Yeah. I'll I'll start with the Turkish one because for me, yes, they're not a powerhouse nation in world football, but their qualifying record to get into the tournament was incredible. Like they only conceded three goals throughout the qualifiers. Two of them. Where I think to uh, to Iceland, sorry, in a defeat, 
and the rest of the, I think they beat France 2-0 in one of the games and drew 1-1 in the other mm. so they, they showed themselves to have something in that in the qualifiers now qualifiers and international tournament are two totally different yeah. beasts as England always tell you every year when they absolutely sail through the qualifiers and disappoint you in the yeah. tournament yeah. but we, uh, and then Turkey have also got a lot more talent this, uh, in this squad than they've had in previous years like you've got for example, Schengen's under. Kavechi. You've got Burak Yilmaz, who's just led yeah. the um, you know, deal side to the, the title in France. Yeah. Kavechi as well, who scored a beautiful goal, an ultimately worthless goal against their Switzerland yesterday. Demiral, Seonchu. Yeah, Seonchu. Yeah, yeah. Chinoglu, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Oh, you heard that rumour? He's, he's winning it in Milan. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, on a free transfer. He's going to get five million uh-huh. on his salary, which isn't bad for a player who's underperforming. Oh, the blue half of Milan. Damn, that's risky straight away. Yeah, yeah nah, but. I, I, um, Obviously, we don't want to sidetrack the discussion too much from I the know, Euros. I know, I know, but I'm just saying, like, but, that's a bit mad. Yeah. I don't think so, you know, because I'll, I'll just say this for one minute. But Italian clubs, their players move amongst each other all the time, man. Yeah. It's not like... No, uh, no, no, but I, I get, like... Look at that like, game. Like, Ibrahimovic, man. They played for all of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but, yeah, but Zlatan, man, like, like, that guy's a bit of a mug sometimes, let's be honest. He doesn't know what loyalty is. Neither do half the Italian players, man. They yeah. play for all the clubs, I swear. I'm, I'm not really taking about <laughs> yeah. it. Also, Chanonolo is not like a, an A-grade player. To I, know, I, know, but, I know, but going from straight to AC to Inter, I haven't, see, I haven't yeah. seen that myself. But yeah, I mean, just to get back into like the Turkish discussion, I was expecting more than no goals in the first two games. Yeah. Losing the first two games and losing all games in the end. Well, they didn't I, even I jump. them to qualify. I thought yeah. They, they got touched up like an iPad, bro. Come on. Yeah, they just didn't play um, to the level that we thought they would. It, it, they just... The first game was horrible. I don't know if yeah. you remember it. Like yeah. the the midfield just didn't want to take any responsibility. They were passing the ball off uh, really quickly, but they were yeah. passing off like they See, didn't I want was the ball. To yeah, yeah, a it was hot potato. Because wasn't. I was thinking, okay, Italy <laughs> looks serious, so obviously they're going to lose to Italy. Yeah. But the, the showing that they put against Wales, like like you rightly mentioned, Wales are incredible in this tournament so far. But surely Turkey should have troubled them more than they did. They should have beat them. Yeah. Man. Oh, and I, like you hear the the narrative all the time. Yilmaz, Yilmaz. He's had this great season. He's living his career in reverse. Yeah. He just throws his arms up and he's a big lump up front like I mean obviously I haven't watched the French league but he's been dreadful yeah. and players like Chartanoglu I mean I've seen them score from like 40 yards plus free kicks and stuff yeah. but they can't string a pass together yeah. just like do these yeah. lads know each other like it's, they're shocking like I wonder about this team whether it's the coaching but then surely the coach takes credit for their qualifying campaign like I don't know whether the fact that the Euros they did by a year has counted against them they must mm. have been like riding the momentum of the great form that they had and yeah. thinking okay let's go into 2020 with a good mindset Mm. one year later and everything's changed so possibly I mean it, this this nation has a lot to answer for for their fans like they're absolutely they must be fuming yeah. at the show that they put yeah, on yeah. <laughs> yeah I would be absolutely pissed off if I, I wouldn't be t- Turkish I man I wouldn't want to be Turkish right now yeah. I wouldn't want to be in Istanbul right now man <laughs> yeah, send, send off flares yeah. Yeah. those Turkish players are going to take a long holiday away from Turkey for a, for oh, a time yeah, yeah they better man they better, they better go, go to the moon man yeah. Turkish fans will find, find them there as well yeah. <laughs> alright so you told us that Spain is your underachiever can you let us know a bit more about them Moretta is a fucking donkey that's all I can, that's all I can say we already know that he's yeah. a fucking I, no 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 but like, what like, I want to know is how he plays in uh, in front of um, um, Gerard um, Moreno. Uh, Moreno. Uh, I forgot his name there. Uh, how My I guy, his name. you know that guy. Gerard the Moreno, guy scored, uh, The guy nearly scored against us. Um, Who's us? In Euro- the Europa League final. Yeah, but that's not us. That's Manchester United. Yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> anyway, yeah. back. Uh, what that guy is paying people. Um, I or what he's doing, I don't know. He must be holding something against these managers. Because he is absolutely ass for the last three yes. years, right? He's been absolutely <laughs> ass. What has he got? Uh, he secured a transfer back to Juventus this year. 
what the fuck, man? What yeah. kind of agent is this guy got, man? He can say <laughs> anything. Yeah, his his transfers and the transfer fees that he's gone for make no sense in correlation to his ability. Is oh, Vino Raiola what you call it, agent or not? I'm very curious. Yeah, but uh, Gerard Moreno should be playing. He uh, He's actually been a good good striker for them when he has played. Morales got selfies mm. of Enrique, man. Right. Do you think um, Enrique has a lot to answer for for not calling up any Real Madrid players to that squad? Yeah, that's that's terrible. Yeah, that's uh, terrible. I mean, they didn't do great though, did they? Real Madrid this year. I just they, think they did better than Barcelona, though. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. You know yeah. that. You know, like yeah, but they, they don't, are they missing? Like, are they missing players like Isco? I mean, Asensio's been all right. Asen- well, Asensio, Asensio Ramos, Ramos would, be, would have been there. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you could play this Asensio up front. I think Asensio are doing a better job than Morata. But I ain't no coach, so what do I know? I don't know. He's not a direct striker. Don't he's, not. he's not. Easy to... He's not. But imagine if you have Asensio or Fernand Torres like, dropping in deep and play, like, playing balls. I just think, to be to honest, Spain's biggest players. problem is that they're stuck playing a play style from, like, that was really successful football, in 2010. Yeah. Mm. But mm. they don't have the top-heavy world-class talent that made it work back then. Like, yeah. for example, you can get away with passing a team to death when Iniesta and David Villa want to turn it on and finally score in Fabregas. Yeah, I don't think you can do the same when it's Koke and Saul and and, uh, and having Ferrat Pedri Torres. to yeah. uh, to have all but your Pedri's creativity. A, I like I rate Pedri by the way. I'm yeah. here to Pedri's slander good. Pedri. Yeah. But well, I just I don't think that this uh, sort of tiki taka style, not necessarily that it's outdated, but yeah. I just don't think they have the profile of players to make it work. Yeah. To make yeah. it work, I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then uh, was he 16 years old, Pedri? He was the he's literally yeah, yeah, he's literally been the most creative player that they've had. And look at the yeah. other players. Do you think that it's the the setup of what? Uh, those players have come from that they're too rigid and the two tiki taka and the the other players around them would superb. be the superstars. They're superb in the passing, but in terms of getting in behind, forcing the chances and playing with heart, I feel like one of the things I've always counted against Spain, which I'll give to other countries. Other countries, when the chips are down, get in your face. Spain are very pretty to look at, but where's that guy taking the game by the straw for their neck? That mentality that gets you over the line. Sergio Ramos, you'd want to have on the yeah, pitch for that 100%. kind of thing, wouldn't you? Even yeah. PK was like that. I mean, they were like. Mm-hmm. Um, Legends for rival clubs, but they worked really well in tandem together for Spain. Yeah, but yeah. Spain have ha- always had uh, a strong defender always at the back. Mm. Bef- before Ramos and Piquet, who was it? It was Carlos Puyol. There yeah. we go. So, you know, when Spain had their initial success from tw- 2008 onwards, it was led by Puyol, Ramos and Piquet, let's be honest. Mm. And now it's, it's kind of an end of an era for that. I mean, yeah. Pau Torres hasn't been that bad. He's, the thing is, well, none of the players know, have been that bad. They've, no. they've played well. They're, they're, they're good. Just not, they're just not world class. Yeah, that's they're, the bottom line. This is why they're underperforming. It's, it's yeah. Spain. You know, they won a damn thing. Three Maybe times. they're just performing as good as their players are, and the setup is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and playing Morata. No, I think you can get more out of that man. Spanish team. By the way, you definitely can get more of that, that selection. Yeah, man. Come on, you see that mm. group. Yeah, fair enough. Well, let's talk about the group because the last games are Slovakia against Spain, and uh, Sweden against Poland at the moment. Sweden's leading the group with four points. Slovakia is second with three. Spain is third with two, and Poland is fourth with one. Can Slovakia beat Spain? They could get a draw. Mm. And then all that would need is uh, Sweden to beat Poland, and that's it. I don't. Well, Spain. I think if Spain got three points or two points, they might miss out on the third best place team. There we go. That's why they're underperforming in that group. Yeah. Did these get where I'm coming from now? Yeah, I mean. Do you think Slovakia would even draw? Do you think they've got it enough in them to, to see it out? Have you seen the goalkeeper? <laughs> Debrowska. <laughs> you never know. He, like, like one day he could flop. The other day he can actually do absolute I think he's great. Bits. I know I'm That's biased, what I'm saying. I think no, he's no, great. But, but I've seen him flop before, but then he can do absolute bits. Yeah. You know, when 
earlier season, I don't want to bring you back to Premier League football, but against Liverpool, that no one's getting past him. That's what I'm saying. I mean, so yeah. you don't know. I'm looking at the team now. I literally don't know. Ninety percent. Well, I know Dubravka. I know Skriniar. Yeah. I know uh, Hamsik. Duda, I've heard of him as Dude, well. Dude, yeah. I don't think in the team much though, is he? Yeah, he's no, yeah. he's talking. And, and Max, Max, all right. They yeah, they remind me a bit of the Scotland team actually. Like, and I, I know you know, so I'm a big, <laughs> a big, big bias, whatever. But they've got like a few decent players, and they probably play as a solid. Yeah, but unit. the difference is, Scotland have better quality players. Come on, man! You can't, you can't, you, you can't be disrespecting Scotland. Yeah. Man. You can't yeah. be you doing Scotland dirty like that, man. Come on. <laughs> no, we, I mean more players that we know. But I think if you're a Slovakia team and a Slovakia fan, you're probably thinking we can have these boys. Oh, They've definitely. been bang average. Yeah. Uh, so if if you're ever going to have them, it's going to be now. It's so it's for Spain and Sweden to 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 not uh, well to lose and not. Uh, I think Sweden will be fine. Mm-hmm. I think yes, Poland finally got a bit of a mental boost with that draw with Lewandowski header, but. I think Sweden as a whole is a better team than Poland. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. with that. I agree. But for some reason, like, Poland have all right players and there's, there's always, like, not hype, but there's always hope for Poland. But then, they always do dog shite. I think Poland had a generation about, sort of, with you know, when Dortmund was sort of beating Bayern to the yeah, title. Yeah, yeah. There was, like, a Polish contingent with yeah, uh, Peace Czech Blaschikowski. and Blaschikowski. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't spell or pronounce. Yeah. But no, they, they weren't that. bad back then. But I think now, it's just sort of Lewandowski on his own and Chesney and Net. And the rest of the squad is as average as it can be, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Zielinski, Click, um, that guy used to play for West Brom, Kriowak. From PSG to West Brom. <laughs> well, didn't, yeah, exactly. He was Mango really highly rated. Birmingham real quick, man. He was really highly rated. Morda, who plays for Brighton, um, he has spells. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an interesting one. Yeah, when you read the names though. out, they're better than what they play on the pitch. I think. Yeah, hundred percent. I just don't think they've ever. I've never seen them play convincingly. I've only seen Lewandowski um, carry them pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you agree that's been underperformed though? Yeah, hundred percent. Yes. So we'll we'll wrap things up by predicting the winner of the tournament. So we don't know if we'll be able to make another podcast before the tournament ends. Hopefully we can. But just in case we don't, I want to get everyone's prediction for who will win the tournament. I'll go first. And I don't know whether I'm just reacting to the group stages, but I'm going to back the Italians. Mm. I think, for me, like we mentioned, Mancini's probably the best coach, uh, coach at the tournament. They're playing the best football, certainly the most intense. Like Every game I've seen of Italy so far, one thing that they've impressed me with is they don't give the opposition time to do anything. Like They're mm. running the whole show. Their players are good, the, the keeper's class, the strikers are good. And um, I could look like a mug if they come up against their first real test and lose it. I think the I think the knockouts are actually being decided at the moment, and they've got Austria because Austria qualified today. So Italy against Austria is the round of 16 tie there. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I can't see Austria upsetting the Italians. No. So they're they're my they're my pick to go the distance. Uh, what about you, Doug? Um, I I mean, people always ask me every year in any competition England, and I just I'm always gonna back England. Um. I think. Oh, so this is just support, rather than. Is it, is it uh, yeah, still but do you think? Do you think? It's, <laughs> do you think they're gonna win it? Uh, you know, is uh, I'll be doing a disservice by saying uh, I don't think they are. Um, yeah, my brain and my heart say England. Mm. Brain and heart. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I'm just such a. I'm a very hardcore English. If you're saying England, we need to check my brain afterwards. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> we need to get out for a scan. Bro. I don't know. You know when you can't just see anything past England. Um, well, you couldn't even see past Scotland. La- the the thing is, <laughs> la- <laughs> the, my guy, my guy. The, the French. The Why French, did you dare? The French scare me. The French scare me. Uh, Germany has um, possibly after the the third match. 
Um, I might be a bit if more convinced. If we could score against Grant Handley, can we really score yeah. against like uh, the French defence? <laughs> well, this is the thing, well, man. I do, do want to shout out Grant Handley, by the way, because he was great in that game. Yeah, he, he, was, he was class. He was class. <laughs> but England can play so much better. Um, if they sh- just showed the same um, amount of passion that they did against Croatia, uh, I think I think we've got a really good chance. I think we could even, we could beat every single team um, in in the Euros. We just need to play something similar to, to that. Right, I mean, I don't know if this is confidence or delusion, so we'll move it on. Delusion <laughs> yeah. down, alliteration yeah. back at you. A-level English. Who you got down for this one? Um, again, like yourself, um, I did have Italy as my dark horse, mm. genuinely, beforehand. And I'm, I think I'm going to stick by that. You know, they, they've been flawless and everything just seems to have come together at the right time. Yeah. They've got a focal point striker in Immobile. Their defence is old, yeah, but it's experienced. No one's getting past that. Mm. Um, solid goalkeeper, strong midfield, battling midfield. Like, yeah. there's just no, seems to be no weakness in that team. The scary thing is, that we didn't even see Verratti in the first two games. So if you put yeah. him back in for the, group, uh, for the knockouts, they're, even, they're getting even stronger. Yeah, I think it's Italy's year. I've just got that feeling. It's coming home. <laughs> For Italia! No, um, Is that your pick as well? No, not really. I was bullshitting. Um, <laughs> like I said, I'm going to stick to it. Uh, Portugal and do, do dirty like Drake back to back. You know, Euro 2016, Euro 2020, Euro 2021, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Portugal and do it. Even though they got touched up by Germany, yeah. it's all good. They can come back. They can slap up the French, slap them silly, like they did in the finals in 2016. <laughs> Portugal and go through, and they're going to slap everyone dirty. That's it. That's, nice. a lot, that's it. Even more confidence than he's got in England. Than I, I <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Um, what, what I see in this team is, I, I see different dimensions of the Portuguese team. Yeah. Um, what what kind of dimensions? They've literally just got the, the first 11, that's it. I, I think. Bro, I, I don't think no, you could bring are... on Nuno Mendes, you could bring on Andre Silva. They've got quality everywhere. Like you, 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 you look but at is that their team. Coaching, got... Is their coaching good enough? Bro, Ronaldo's coaching. It's all good. It's all well, good, Ronaldo bro. Ronaldo must have told Semedo to play right back to stop Gosens from ghosting look, in. Look, 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 look. Semedo's bit of a bum, let's be honest. Like, like he was part of that <laughs> A2 team, you know, when a German slapped him up. You got that PTSD, man. See, uh, let's be honest, he got PTSD of the Germans. The easiest, that, that's a lazy analysis to me because the A2 was... yeah. got it was, touched up, bro. It was an aberration. But man, that, that's not what you that take guy should be ashamed. About. But it's not Semedo's 8-2. No, it's not. It's, not. it's a terrible team performance, let's be yeah. honest. It actually is a really bad team performed by Portugal. Uh, Ronaldo will be, want to get through. It's he, amazing he how good he that. still is, by the way, Ronaldo. Man, he's quality, man. Yeah. Man, that guy, man. He's. I'm saying it right now. Ronaldo over Messi is all I'm saying. Oh. We're ending to How that. How many times has Ali no, sidetracked start- the discussion yeah. today, man? I know, yeah. man. We're not, we're not starting that debate now. There ain't no debate for us. We're not over We're about 40 minutes into the Hard work and dedication getting... over everything. All right, all right. So that's uh, Ali's pick. We've got England, Portugal and two for Italy. Yeah. So we'll see how things pan out. And uh, thanks a lot for joining us today, lads. It was a really fun discussion. I need to say something before I do Go head on. off. Uh, the guy at Sky, Paddy, he wanted a shout-out. So Paddy, here's your shout-out. Um, enjoy the rest of your night, mate. Yeah. That's it. Well, we're doing shout outs now. Yeah. yeah, man. Big time. My Big guy, time. Hopefully, more shout outs. He's made it. Big All right, guys. Thanks, yeah, thanks for everyone. today. Take Thank care. you. Yeah. Cheers.